This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. We're going to get into a little psychology today. What uh, qualifications do I have to talk about psychology, you might ask? Well, a Reddit feed, actually, as fate would have it. (laughs) I mean, it's on the Internet. Pretty much makes me an expert. But listen to this. I thought it was interesting. They did this study where women were uh, made to – given makeup to look disfigured. You know, like um, uh, disguise kind of stuff. And it may look like they had scars or what have you. And they told them that they were going to do an experiment where they're going to send them out on job interviews and see how people treated them with this disfigurement. And so this was going to be the test. Well, just before they were going to go in for the interview, they did, needed to do a little touch-up on the makeup to make sure that you know everything was just right. But instead, what they did is they removed it. They removed it completely. So the woman goes into the interview thinking that she's scarred and disfigured, doesn't realize that she's not at all. What's fascinating about this is that human psychology is just crazy, really. The women came out and reported all these horrific, uh, you know, that they were, you know, felt that they were being looked at and looked down on. And it was really amazing. They felt that there were things that were said, you know, words that were used that were insensitive and things like this. And the point of this is of how damaging it is psychologically to see yourself or others as a victim. And it's really true. And when I thought about this, it made me realize that our whole society has been made to to look at this. You hopefully heard me talk yesterday about the new radio show coming up, Project Chaos, January 15th, 2024, 8.60 a.m., WWDB. I couldn't be more excited. But one of the things I'm I'm certainly going to talk about uh, on that show is the aspects of PTSD and how veterans view that and how it could affect them in the same ways. And as a society, when you start to look at veterans as broken, I'm not broken. You know, I may be cynical. I am. I really am. I can't blame it all on my military service, but, you know, a lot of it has to do with that. The way that um, I have little respect for, I don't want to get too deep into it. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not psychoanalyze Chris. I don't that was not in the show notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over that. <laughs> uh, maybe another time. Anyway, point being is and, and I, I I I couldn't say enough about this. It's just amazing when I saw this and I thought this is really something and it really uh, to me it tied in with the veterans and the and the PTSD and how veterans are then, you know, almost uh, so that you thought to think, oh, do I have it? Yeah. 
but you know, then then you like I said, you start to take on this pattern of oh, am I broken? Something's wrong with me, and I think that goes through physically too. David Goggins talks about it. Matter of fact, I was just talking about it. Uh, I came across the video of when I tore my bicep tendon off my forearm, and uh, I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and he said, you know, were you, were you scared to use it after that? And I said, you know, it's funny. For about two years, I really did not like doing curls at the gym. I'm, I think I'm fine now, I think, <laughs> pretty much. But um, the concussion, certainly. When I was 10 years old, I had to be pulled out of a pool and resuscitated. Uh, the fear of water that comes with that. And it's just interesting how that psychology works. So I didn't bring it up to feel sorry for everybody, just the opposite. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop feeling sorry for other people and, and encourage people to say, yeah, you can deal with it. You can, you can take it. I can't take it anymore. You can. Just get yourself together. How many people out there, we say we're struggling, people unhappy, can't make ends meet. Really? You know, all, I look around, all I see is new cars, iPhones. I don't see anybody struggling at all. Not completely true. I mean, even the homeless people around where we are, they have cars. It's true. It's hilarious, really. Not, you know, ha-ha hilarious, but funny when you step back and you think about it. Anyway, when I think about it on a, a societal level, like with the veterans and so forth, you know who I think about? Obama. And his apologetics. It's not who we are. Well, who said it was up to you to decide who we are or who we aren't? I don't know. Somehow we victimized our own people here. We victimized uh, people in other countries. And we've created this culture that everybody is a victim now. Except for straight white males. That's pretty crazy. And it's just become really this uh, anarchical probably not a real word, but you get your, get my idea, move to, I guess, socialism. I really don't know. Who really wants socialism? Who's really cheering for socialism? Uh, a bunch of very rich Davos people? I don't know. doesn't make any sense to me. It's like this weird slow walking. I hate that term. Slow walking to socialism. I think there's going to be a snapback, but that's not really what we're talking about. But the, this whole idea that uh, somehow we're victims or somehow we're broken, it's a trap. It's all a uh, self-created prison, really, right? Um, take like a, a racial victim, right? So we say, well, blacks are victims of whiteness, I guess you'd say. And they'll point to these, you know, old historical uh, practices, whether it's slavery or segregation or um, Jim Crow laws, and they'll point to those things and they say that um, you know, these are the reasons that blacks today still cannot get ahead or, or have the plight that they do in, in the black community. And I would actually say to you that I think that there's some truth to that. I do think there's some truth to that. You know, how hard do you think it is for a kid growing up in West Philly to just get out? Your kid turns 20, you're like, oh, just, just get out. <laughs> really? How's the, What's that? Well, the military, sure. But what are the chances that he's already got a, a, you know, a record by then 
more than likely, for a million different reasons. And I'm not here to make victims either. Believe me, I would say the opposite. Hey, get yourself together. Get away from the drugs. Get away from the ghetto. Get to work. Save a little money. And build yourself a better life, bottom line. And the idea that people are being held down, we all make choices. And then we all have to work with the best that we have. I don't know. But the point is, I think the government likes to create victims. Why? Because, well, if you're the victim, then I can help you. And what does that mean? More people rely on government. Good for business. Good for fiat money. And it's all fool's gold. I don't know. I don't know. This, this is what uh, builds a great nation. It's not victims. You know, it's rugged individualism. It's people who work hard. People think that hard work pays off. Hard work and sacrifice. Victims of what? What are we victims of? We live more comfortably than anywhere else in the world. Still more opportunity here than anywhere else in the world. Who's the real victims? I don't know. Here's the, who's the real perpetrators? Obama? Is he a victim? Did you know he has his own... Like, movie production company? This guy's nuts, man. You gotta get rid of this guy. Horrible. Horrible disgrace on the planet, Barack Obama. I don't think that people realize the damage been done by that guy. And why? Where'd this guy pop out of? Came through Harvard. He's like a CIA uh, droid. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of it. They're like, listen, you get in, you just feed our military-industrial complex, and you can go do your side ventures, and we'll make sure you get paid. Wow. I don't know. Crazy. Anyway, uh, I'm not apologizing for nothing. How's that? You can start right there. Listen to this little story. Caught my eye. A priest fled to Italy with an 18-year-old boy, presumably, that he had been grooming. And it's another disgraceful church story. Young priest, too. I could go on and on about this in the practices of the church, but, you know, the bottom of the line is that anywhere there's adults, there's uh, pedophiles. I mean, it's really kind of crazy and I know that uh, way back in the day, I was a league director for a youth football program. I think I was talking about it the other day for some reason. And there's a lot of training you got to go through for this stuff. Crazy. You know, you think a kid goes to the bathroom, doesn't come back. I mean, you got to have protocols for all this stuff. You got to be on the lookout. You know, the biggest sign is somebody that is in the program that doesn't have kids in the program. That should be a giant red flag. And you'll get these um, situations where it's a young adult who looks young. You know, it might be a 22-year-old and he's coaching, but he looks like he could be 16, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to target anybody, believe me, but um, I'm not saying that that's a specific case in itself. But you got to be aware of people that, that come into these youth sports programs and they don't have kids in the program. Usually, not usually, but sometimes. I don't know what the odds are. You just got to be on the lookout for it. What else? Drugs, religion, perverted relationships, the sex all around us. Where's the parents? That's my question. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess they're having him. Oh, he's, he's spending time at the church. He wants to be a priest. Oh, boy. Is that a red flag now? You got to be go, go, be go. Let me see what's going on down there. I don't think I would. I don't think I, I, I couldn't see myself allowing that to go on without me being aware of it. I really don't. 
but uh, who knows? I don't judge. I wasn't there. Who knows what the what the story is? What else? America's running out of homeowners insurance, and you know, insurance is a scam. How can we run out of homeowners insurance? Well, they paid out paid out all the money that they have. How can that be? But either way, I'm seeing the signs of it as it is. I don't know if I mentioned to you, I'm having a little issue with my homeowners here. Price jumping up, having to shop, but I think I've got the issue resolved. Either way, the cost is up a good 30% from at least where I think it should be. And uh, I talked to the insurance agent, well, it's the inflation of the building costs. Oh, really? How much have factored in the BLM riots and all that? Who knows? Who cares, right? I'm going to sit here and gripe about it. Who, Who do I call? Should I call the insurance board? Hey, I want to. I want to know how much of my premiums are jacked because of the Black Lives Matter riots. I should do it. We should tape it, <laughs> play it on the podcast. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Guy in L.A. runs a bakery, and a big mob came through and destroyed the place. Now he's upset. So nobody does anything about anything. No consequences. So I had a theory on this with the no consequences thing. This has been going on a long time. You know, I remember even when I was raising my son, and uh, you know, this was 25 years ago now. A lot of parents then, they just were uh, wussification going on, big, big, big time. There's a big shift going on. Even even with the way my son came, and he's done great. He really has. We had him outside, very physical kid, but... There was a shift going on, the video games and all that. Remember all that stuff? All the video the gamers? Is that still a thing? I, I'm sure it is. So I don't hear as much about it. Young men that would just go hold up in a basement or wherever and play video games for 24 hours straight. Strange to me. Very strange. But my point is that you now have children who were raised without consequences that are now parents and try holding their kids to consequences. (sighs) My friends, (laughs) this is the great spiritual awakening that's going to happen. You're going to see it. Kids just getting nastier and nastier. Um, And I've warned of this. What are you going to do if a hundred kids come running into the bakery and start, you start beating on them, smashing their heads. You're going to run in the closet and lock yourself in there and wait for it to end. Watchdog Group finds that 81% of political late-night show jokes are targeted towards conservatives. It's quite the math there, 81%. Who cares? Who the heck? Well, I guess, you know, this just goes to prove the difference between liberals and conservatives. Conservatives aren't watching late night uh, shows because we get up early. I think that that's my explanation of that. If you have anything better, I'd be happy to hear it. Um, 2024 began with a lot of disturbing threats, many of them against women officials, women politicians. Well, when you run for office, isn't that part of it? The women now, I didn't know it was going to be so mean. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. You don't think women can be mean? I believe they can. Anyway, uh, this is fascinating to me. The whiny little politicians. 
You know, it's amazing that the politicians can lie to the government and nothing happens. They can break the rules and nothing happens. Their children can break the rules and nothing happens. But the American people, they have to operate by a different set of rules and they get upset. And, and then the people, what are they so angry about? I don't know. I don't condone threatening people, by the way, just for the record. Uh, frustrated people, what is this? This is what I think it is? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. This is stuff that people have reported that has not gone back to normal since the pandemic. Listen to this. Fascinating. Customer service in general, I agree. Cost of things, I agree. Airlines, pricing, schedules, number of flights, etc., I think they even made the seats smaller. I don't know about you, but the sense of time is messed up. Time, I don't feel that way. 24-hour stores and restaurants, way less than half there used to be. I wouldn't know. I get up early. Way many people behave in public truly because unhinged during the picture. Yeah, people acting unhinged, yes. Used car prices, they seem like they've come down a little bit to me. I don't know. The poor kids, back to school. They places closed fitting rooms, and instead of opening, then they tore them out. (laughs) Friendships and relationships, I've said this. Getting a doctor's appointment, yeah, good luck. My mental health, lots of people bringing up since COVID. Traffic is a lot worse, they say. Buffets, I don't know. I don't go to buffets. The real estate market, true. COVID ruined it, hasn't come back. People who flake out of commitments. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything's optional now. QR codes. <laughs> I think they were becoming a thing before COVID. Yeah, the Great Reset. Who would have thunk, right? I can't believe we went through that, really. Uh, video shows a woman killed by a deputy after calling 911 for help. Is the audio clip here? This is from CNN. This is our vile, filthy pigs of the media. They get the black host to come on and report this to say that uh, a woman, uh, 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 very dramatically, a a woman calling uh, for domestic violence issue for protection, and um, and then they claim that the white cop comes and shoots her, completely omitting the fact that she had a knife and was holding the guy. Yeah, yeah. More than a little strange, right? I don't know. They're both probably nuts. I'm just saying, you know, you call the cops, and and the cop told her to let go, by the way. Do I really need to go into this? It's just the the filthy, vile pigs of a media just, what are they doing to inflame? I mean, not only are they reporting it that way, then the theatrics that they're adding into it. Why is CNN so anti-white? Why do they hate white Americans? Why don't we ask them? I don't know. Oh, this is good. I hope I can play this. No, you got to be kidding me. Do I have to get to this? I should have had this set up. This is the January 6th defendant. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was telling you about this. I'm pretty sure the other day. And I mentioned that this guy was getting arrested. He's acting like uh, 
like a, a, I don't want to say it to be derogatory to anybody, but he certainly wasn't uh, acting like much of a man. I'll say that. And I thought if, if you're going to put yourself in that position, you could at least, uh, you know, handle things uh, a little bit properly. What happened? So these guys, my mother-in-law called me earlier today. This is him. She said two men showed up, uh, gave her a car, and she didn't know if it was really... So he's standing in the doorway with his shirt off. And then he's going, and the cops are like, listen, whatever, they're, they're here to arrest them or whatever they're doing. Um, I'm not sure what happened. Legend of assault of an FBI agent. And then he's going, this thing. I guess two people came to the door. I'm not really sure what happened. Let's hear what he says about it. And they said they're trying, or they want to talk to me. I took my daughter to the Goldfish Swim School. Yeah. I came back, and there's these two guys who are standing so across the street. So we just, we just, um, they came here, they followed me here? Yeah, so I'm coming down the side. This guy's, like, breathing all heavy. I don't even know why he opened the door, really. These two guys, and Sue's just run at me. I started yelling at one of them, like, who the fuck do you think you are? So, I'm not going to play this whole stupid thing, because I'm sure it doesn't sound very good anyway. But, you remember when I told you, if you get into a jam, shut up? <laughs> I, this guy's over here. Blah, 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 blah. How many of these... I'm going to check myself there. How many of these January 6th people are just plain stupid? You're posting this shit on, on Facebook. Then you get down there and blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. He's like, well, after I got up, I checked CNN. <laughs> The lady's like, really? And that was all here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, great job. Put your hands behind your back, you moron. Former teacher shot by a six-year-old student. Um, you know, she's scared to be at school. I saw uh, an article, protests in Iowa. Anti-gun protests in Iowa. Yeah. Anti-gun protests in Iowa. Protesters in Iowa protesting uh, uh, for anti-gun legislation. Yeah, those aren't Iowans that are doing that. Those are people that they're piping in to do that. This teacher shot by the secretary saying she's scared. How long is it going to be before we put metal detectors at the schools? It's ridiculous. Why um, why would be the difference between a school? You know, I've told you about this uh, health club, whatever you want to call it. I don't really call it a gym. Places crazy, multiple pools, family changing areas, aerobics, you know, outdoor pools, water slide, huge, um, like, bicycle room, whatever those things are, treadmills. They got weights somewhere tucked in a closet. And, you know, uh, you could carry a weapon in there. You have your concealed carry permit. You can go in there with your backpack and put it in your locker. Now, who's to say that somebody couldn't go in there? Shouldn't you have people bringing bags in? How far does this go? It's very interesting when you think about it. And we could come a time. This is why I say that I think more people need to carry because, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to put metal detectors and screen security everywhere? It gets to be a little ridiculous. Or it could be. Now, in the case of the schools for the kids... I think it's necessary. Maybe there's some teachers listening that could 
weigh in. Maybe there's something I'm missing on that. I don't know. This is hilarious. Extreme heat is pushing India to the brink of survivability. What does it say? Um, One obvious solution is also a big part of the problem. And what they're complaining about is that people in India, they want air conditioning. Can you imagine that? How dare they? This guy's like, well, it's 104 degrees. And they're saying that this is, on, you know, people can't live in that kind of uh, that kind of heat. Now, I'm going to say to you, it's somewhat true when you think about it. You know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, say, what? Yeah, people weren't living in, in Florida 100 years ago. You know, you might have lived on, on the Caribbean and places where there was some, some airflow. But you couldn't live in the, in the, in the you know, desert areas where they have these uh, adobe huts or whatever with no windows. I mean, it wasn't exactly like living in Arizona. People weren't moving to Arizona. They were having people drawing down the water 100 years ago or whatever, 150 years ago, before air conditioning, before refrigeration. So, you know, yeah, I'm sure there are parts of India that become very hot. There's parts of, we don't like to live here without air conditioning in the summer. Very uncomfortable. Barely survivable for me. I mean, I can't sleep if it's hot. You know, it gets to be 100 degrees here. We see 100, 98, 99, humidity, 90 plus percent. Try sleeping in that without air conditioning. Anyway, it's all just ridiculous, uh, what, pushing for more solar panels, I guess. California just banned crime-free housing. I think this is great. Uh, Do you know what this is? I complained about it years ago. Nobody listened. I'm glad to see something done about it. It's clearly unconstitutional. I got hit with it at a house up in a place called Coaldale, Pennsylvania. And if you know anything about the uh, the coal region up there, maybe you know about Coaldale. It's a couple towns over from Nescohoning and between Nescohoning and Tamaqua, out near Jim Thorpe, west of New York City, that helps you. Anyway, I had a couple rental houses out there. I had one in Coldale. In Coldale, they enacted an ordinance. I never heard it crime-free housing, but it's the same thing. Basically, what it said was that if there was a more than two police calls to the house, I had to end the lease, and I had to have a person available within five miles, and, and all these different things. And I get it. There's unsavory landlords that... Uh, There was a huge drug problem out there. People just, uh, man, pretty barbaric, the tenants out there, to say the least. Just rough, dirty, cold country living for some of those tenants. And I get it. For for some of the people that had nice homes there and they're trying to make a community of it, and these, these renters come in and just wreak havoc on things and they get tired of it. But the solution is not that. And it can be a real problem. You know, if you're living in, uh, especially an attached home, and, and uh, the one of the homes we had was at the end of a row. It was in Tamaqua. The other one was a half a twin. And uh, anyway, you know, you're attached to somebody else. So depending on the tenant, it can create a, a real issue there. And it becomes a rental, you know, instead of uh, you're there with your family. 
it can be a real problem. And I was talking about this the other day. Anyway, I'm happy to see California getting rid of it. I do understand the dilemma of, you know, no single-family rentals. I don't know if there's another way to do that, especially in attached units. But, yeah, make it private. That's the answer. If there's an HOA, uh, you'd have more control over that. But the thing, and I don't know if this is a problem everywhere in the country, but the problem of group homes. They changed the definition of family, which has allowed these group homes, which take on a variety of different forms. One I've seen where they were piping inner city kids out uh, to a home. You know, you put like, you know, two kids in bunk beds in a bedroom. So you got six, seven kids in a house with one adult and the kids are in and out of trouble constantly. You know, the adult that's involved in that, what kind of person do you think does that? Typically somebody who was in trouble. And so um, just the problem, the police calls and the problems in the neighborhood, it was unreal, really. Uh, I've seen multiple cases of that. Groups, group homes with uh, kids from the city. And they trouble their parents. Maybe the parents are in jail and they got to have a place for them. They send them out to some group home out in the suburbs somewhere. Well, the other way that it happens is with adults. Could be uh, sex offenders, could be drug addicts recovering. Maybe they were in jail, alcoholics, I suppose. And it's like a halfway house. And so they'll go into a into a group home and, uh, you know, same kind of thing. I don't know, whatever living room, I think in, with adults, they may have their own room. You know, so you have these, three, you know, four-bedroom house, in the suburbs, you may have you know, three or four transient adults coming and going every few months or what have you. And these people have problems. You know, now some of them work through them. Some of them are good people that got into trouble. Some of them are bad people, and you're really uh, inviting that right next door. Think of the, the problems with that. I, I really wouldn't want to. I mean, it's such a giant headache. It really is. I just... Um, I couldn't imagine, really couldn't imagine. Imagine you've got a bunch of recovering drug addicts. They're not working. They're looking for work. You come home from work and there's cigarette butts flung in your driveway or whatever, you know, or they're making your dog bark or whatever nine million problems go on with all that. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's good that California changed the law, the group home thing. They need to restore single-family homes to what they're supposed to be. You know, the people can use them for their quiet enjoyment. But, you know, the, the funny thing that I see everywhere I go, everybody, the, the single-family homes are, are right on top of each other with no privacy. Anyway, I said, I don't get this. Or the windows are looking right into the house. You go out on your deck and just everybody can see you. That's not enjoyable to me at all. I, I wouldn't want to be on my deck if people were out there watching me. It's creepy to me. I don't know. I wanted to do something a little different today. Think about the destructive uh, nature of victim psychology. Don't let yourself feel sorry for yourself. That's the key. You've got a oh, constant forward motion. you got to always keep plunging ahead. Let anybody tell you that you're a victim. And they're going to tell you how they are going to take care of you. I want nothing to do with it. I'll take care of myself. Thank you very much. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day.